Welcome to the IAB Policy Podcast, where we provide expert commentary and analysis on the legal and regulatory developments impacting the digital advertising industry. My name is Alex Propes, and I'm the Vice President of Public Policy for the IAB, based in Washington, D.C. In today's conversation, I get to sit down with Stephanie Doe, who is Tax Counsel for the Council on State Taxation, or COST. Prior to joining COST, Stephanie was an associate at Evershed Sutherland in their state and local tax practice. During our discussion, Stephanie and I will discuss a very timely subject, the current advertising tax that is pending before the District of Columbia's legislature. The day after this podcast airs, the D.C. Council will be voting on whether or not to expand the D.C. sales tax to include an additional 3% tax on advertising sales and personal information sales. We'll discuss the many problems with this first-of-its-kind proposal and describe how listeners can get involved in the fight against the initiative. I hope you enjoy. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Alex. So about two weeks ago, the Council of the District of Columbia, which is the legislative branch of the D.C. government, released its proposed 2021 budget. And as part of that budget, they included a tax on the sale of advertising, including digital advertising, and also a tax on the sale of personal information. This isn't the first time we've seen a tax along these lines and a tax on advertising. Uh, Just as recently as a few months ago, I was in Annapolis uh, testifying alongside uh, some of the cost team uh, against a digital advertising tax for Maryland. But this proposal does come at an interesting time when state and municipal government budgets are particularly strained and as a result of COVID-19 pandemic, and they are more eager than ever for new resources and new tax revenue. So I'm looking forward to delving into this tax proposal in more detail. Uh, But to start off the conversation, could you share a little more background about what the Council on State Taxation is? Sure. Um, The Council on State Taxation, we are a professional trade association of approximately 500 uh, multi-state members and that are multi-jurisdictional and do business across the U.S. and the world. And uh, COST's mission is to make sure that um, taxes are fair and non-discriminatory. And uh, this tax is uh, exactly the type of example of a, of a proposal that costs would get involved in just because it is um, it is very unfair. Yeah, at the top of the podcast, I described this tax as a sales tax on advertising. Is that an accurate description or what else do we know about the proposal at this time? Sure. So uh, it is accurate to say it's a sales tax on advertising services and personal information services. Uh, this concept is not unique. Uh, States and various jurisdictions have historically tried to uh, tax services broadly to expand the sales tax base, especially as the economy evolves itself um, and moving away from actual tangible goods to more services. Um, So it's not a surprise for states to move into that direction, but uh, states have failed because of how, how difficult it is. And we're seeing that played out here with the advertising services and and personal information services in particular. And so do we know when this tax would be effective? Have they have they talked about that? Yes. So the tax DC is unusual because DC's budget has to get approved by Congress as well. So The process is that it gets approved uh, by vote twice by the council, and then it moves to the mayor's office for approval. 
and then it goes through a congressional review period. And once that period is over, then it becomes law. So generally speaking, this law would go into effect roughly by the end of the summer, which is not a lot of time. And at this time in the process, when this is coming out uh, on Monday, uh, we've gone through a first uh, vote uh, on this, but we still have a couple more stages about another week or so before the budget is passed. That's correct. So the uh, council is expected to do their second vote on this uh, on July 28th. Okay, great. So could you give us an overview of who's going to be impacted by this tax if it goes through? Well, advertising services and marketing services are used by all businesses. So it's going to hurt all businesses. And obviously, it's going to hurt businesses that rely heavily on advertising revenue, um, such as your media and your broadcasting and your newspapers. But the impact of it is is so broad, it, it, it doesn't impact just one business. It, it really is truly everybody from your plumbers to your florists to your uh, real estate agents, anybody who relies on advertising is going to be impacted by this. And so just to give, uh, you know, perhaps a straightforward example, uh, although I've learned that when it comes to tax law, these things often get very nuanced and challenging very quickly. Um, so if I'm the Washington Post, a DC-based publisher, and I'm directly selling ads to a DC-based business, let's say an iconic restaurant like Ben's Chili Bowl, am I responsible as Washington Post for, for collecting that tax and, and distributing it? Absolutely. But if I am a business not based in DC uh, looking to advertise uh, with a Washington publisher, is it fair to say it gets a little more complicated or could get more complicated? It gets absolutely much more complicated. Um, there's multiple layers um, of the analysis, which is part of the reason why it is so difficult to advert to tax advertising services, especially in this day and age with digital advertising, and also the way that this proposal is is using the term advertising services is so broad that it's it's extremely sweeping and very difficult in some cases to distinguish what's an advertising service and what's not considered non-taxable. Um, service. And so if using a hypothetical, again, I am uh, a DC-based business looking to advertise uh, using Washington Post again or another local publisher, I hire an ad agency. Uh, in many cases today, that ad agency may also be hiring other contractors or service providers to also um, provide advertising-related services as piece of the ad campaign or marketing campaign. And so that this is probably another area too, where you might see uh, that tax applying at different levels of the same transaction. Is that again, uh, a possibility? Yes, absolutely. And, and I think the thing that you're alluding to is um, this concept of pyramiding of taxes. And, and this is the big concern with this is that what this is taxing is something that uh, is considered a business input. It's a business cost. These are types of services that are purchased by businesses. And uh, because of that, there isn't really a lot of transparency in terms of what's the actual cost for, let's say, a Ben's Chili Bowl uh, in terms of what's their true cost, because um, they have to layer in these taxes at multiple levels. So as you mentioned, 
you could have an ad campaign and there's planning involved in it and there might be some digital graphics designed for it and that would be subject to the tax as well and the placement of the advertisement in a newspaper or or a, a, a digital media outlet or broadcasted those would all be separately taxed so even though this tax is um, only three percent um, what it, it, it truly isn't a 3% tax because it is a pyramid where you're taxing every single layer of that process. So it ends up really looking at an, a, a much higher uh, effective tax rate. Yeah, this is seems to be a fundamental issue that we've heard come up in a lot of these state discussions where we're looking at sales taxes on advertising, that this is a business input. This isn't a final transaction. It's not a consumer purchase. And so you really run into some of these challenging concepts. And I know that's been one of the issues that the cost has been um, one of the, the strongest advocates uh, around. Uh, so you've probably already listed a, a couple here in our discussion, but what are some of your overall biggest concerns uh, with this proposal? Well, Alex, the, the one that we've been talking about is how sweeping uh, this taxes and the fact that the way that advertising services and digital advertising services and personal information services uh, are so broad. And so uh, not only do I anticipate it, including the entire advertising and marketing process, but I also think that there is going to be a lot of gray area in what gets sweeped into this um, into what's considered an advertising service or what's considered a personal information service. The other piece of it that we've talked about is the fact that if this tax does get passed, it will go in effect by roughly the end of the summer. And that really doesn't give a lot of time to figure out how to implement this and how to administer this. Unfortunately, the proposal doesn't include any of that. There is no guidance at all whatsoever. And uh, the Office of Tax and Revenue is responsible for issuing regulations, but because there is no jurisdiction that has uh, a specific sales tax on advertising services or on personal information services, there's no pre-formulated guidance or regulations that the Office of Tax and Revenue could easily look, uh, look into to use as a baseline. And that also goes the same for businesses. There's there's nothing that a that a business could look at as as an example of something that could be provided as potential guidance, just so that a business could um, figure out and determine how to implement this themselves. Oftentimes, these businesses don't even have the right systems in order to collect sales tax, not alone understand whether or not they're subject to this tax. Um, because the, this industry hasn't been subject to sales tax. Not only that, but I suspect that many businesses are not going to have the right information. And those are the devils that are going to be in the details based off of what the regulations are going to look like. But I suspect that for many businesses, they're not going to have the appropriate information. And from there, if you don't have the system in place, if you don't have the information in place, then it, it, it really creates a system where you're damned if you do or if you, you're damned if you don't, where a business isn't really able to properly collect 
and pay the correct amount. They're either going to undercollect or overcollect, and that's going to get them into a different set of headache as well. Um, similarly, that headache is going to transfer to to the ability for the Office of Tax and Revenue to administer this, if that's what the struggle is with the business community. Yeah, I think that's you highlighted one of the really important differences that I see in this between what we've seen in some of the other state proposals, like in Maryland, where the tax was focused exclusively on digital advertising uh, and didn't have this personal information component. Uh, and it was also um, focused on uh, larger businesses. There were revenue thresholds and cutoffs, so it didn't apply to you know typical small business. And so in this case, we've heard a lot more small businesses that are starting to raise alarm as they learn about this. Uh, and also just a broader uh, sweeping part of the economy that uh, that goes beyond just digital advertising. And so, you know, we've heard that some of the justifications for going that broad are maybe to avoid some of the legal and constitutional challenges that have come up in other de time, other debates um, where they focused on a piece of the economy um, like digital advertising uh, or um, just specific uh, uh, larger businesses. Um, but of course, you know, while you might avoid some of those uh, same constitutional challenges, uh, it creates all new economic challenges uh, for the companies that are um, subject to this. And so I, I, I agree that that's one of uh, the top concerns and something that we've been highlighting. You know, I think we're also worried at IAB around the competition issues that what does this do to the DC economy when we have Virginia just across the Potomac that has been a you know booming economy in, in its own right and, and companies might look to go there or to Maryland um, or beyond that, you know, for that matter, we've seen that we can all work remotely these days and, and business location maybe doesn't mean the same thing as it did a few months ago. Um, you know, we're, we've also been worried with the process that there haven't been hearings. There hasn't been an open discussion in the same way that we've had, fortunately, in some of these other states where this debate has come up. Um, so, um, and then finally, one of the broadest concerns that we've raised, which just goes to the concept of a tax on advertising, is that we know that advertising uh, is only done in order to drive more sales, right? If you're spending more on advertising than on sales, you wouldn't be advertising. And so it has this multiplier effect uh, to the US economy. We have research that shows that that's around 19 or as high as 19 times. Uh, so for every dollar spent, you're, you're bringing in $19 of sales. And so um, there's just this broader concern where if you're taxing advertising, you're really decreasing uh, sales and uh, in effect could be decreasing other sorts of um, revenue for governments uh, through income taxes or sales taxes. And it just has this depressing effect, especially at a time when the economy is already as challenged as it is. Does that all seem true? Yeah, absolutely, Alex. That's something that we're really concerned with, not just with DC and not only just with this proposal, but also the fact that because of this pandemic, um, there are such, such dire uh, budget shortfalls. And we anticipate that when states are trying to balance their budgets and evaluate how to deal with that, uh, they're obviously going to consider uh, tax revenue increases such as this proposal. And um, from our standpoint at cost, it, it has always been that that a, a vibrant and thriving business community, that is how 
a state is going to generate additional tax revenue. It's not by imposing additional taxes at a time when businesses are struggling so hard to just stay afloat and recover and make it through this process. And it's really imperative for states to focus on the fact that after this this pandemic and crisis is done, that we need to be able to have our businesses thriving so that we can continue to uh, have a, a developed community and uh, additional tax revenue. So they might be looking for a dollar here or $2 here at this moment, but it's really a very, very short-term view as to how do you really develop a vibrant community so that you continue to have the services that, that a state wants to have. So as we talked about earlier, we have the second vote coming up on this proposal on uh, Tuesday. Uh, any advice for listeners that oppose this measure and how they can get involved or what they should be doing at this stage? Sure, Alex. Well, um, we have met with several council members and uh, DC has has less of, uh, of a, an ear tapped to the business community. And it's really important that the business community voice their concerns with this. And it's been working. That's the great news is that the council members have been responding because of the fact that this proposal was um, was just announced about two weeks ago, it not only has given very little time for the business community to, to respond, it's also given very little time for the council members to respond and be sensitive to the concerns of this proposal. So uh, we've all been doing our part trying to educate them, but uh, numbers do count. It's, it's very clear that given the small number of, of members on this council that the numbers do count. Every single council member does count. So I advocate um, to please contact all your council members and get involved. Yeah, and we've been providing our members with calls to action on this as well, but we encourage any listeners that have additional questions uh, to certainly reach out to me, alex at ivy.com, with questions uh, as well. So we're, we'll, we'll make sure that we get all of that input that uh, that we can. Well, our guest today has been Stephanie Doe. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Alex. Thank you.